mode, I like to mow it. If, the, you know, if, if a counter needs to be wiped off, I like to wipe it off. I just, I like to handle problems. If a car needs an oil change, I like getting an oil change. You know, I just like handling stuff. I like crossing things off my list. And with faith, I don't get the satisfaction of fixing the problem. I have to trust God that he will fix the problem. I have to trust God that he will accept me even if I still have a problem. And I, I think that's another reason why it's so difficult for a man to accept faith. I think it's so, it's so difficult. So let's look in here and let's read. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. So Abraham was the, the beginning of it. He was the starter of it. And what did he, what did Abraham discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. Let's stop here for a second. Let's look at this for a second. If anybody could be good enough in God's eyes, it would have been Abraham. If anybody, anybody could have gotten God's attention and could have said, okay, I'm good enough to be a, uh, I'm good enough for you to save the Lord. I'm good enough for you to love. I'm good enough. I, I have passed all the battles that you've given me. If anybody could do that, it would be Abraham. Abraham trusted God. Abraham was even willing to sacrifice the most important thing in his life, which was Isaac. He was willing to do all of that for God. But the Bible tells us that even his good deeds, even Abraham's good deeds, he was the founder of the Jewish nation. Even it, even his good deeds were not able to make him acceptable to God. They couldn't do it. So where does that leave us as mankind? Where does that leave us? If Abraham couldn't do it, which was called a friend of God in the Bible, that leaves us a lot to be desired. Let's keep going. Number three. Ooh. All right. <laughs> this thing is just not what we work tonight, is it? Be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. 
But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since, you're giving me no, since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said unto him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son, and your own will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up at the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. Anybody ever done that? Everybody looked at the stars before like that. That's, it's just a multitude of them. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Because of his faith. It was not because of his works. It was not because of his deeds. It was not because of his fellowship with the Lord. It was because Abraham believed God. Abraham took God at his word. When God spoke, Abraham listened, and Abraham obeyed what God said just because God said it. Do we do that today in our own Christian lives? When the Lord tells us to do something in our own Christian lives, do we listen? Do we believe Him? Do we believe it? Let's go back over to our Romans uh, chapter 4, please, Teresa, if you don't mind. Abraham believed the Lord. I want to tell you, and I'll get back to this in just a second. When the Lord, when God promised Abraham a son, Abraham was like a hundred years old when he had Isaac. He was an old, old, old man. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something that they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. So, once again, people are not counted as righteous, not because of their works, but because of their faith in God. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who were declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy. This is David speaking here, guys. This is what David was talking about, about forgiveness and grace. What joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. I know how number seven feels. I know what it feels like for my sins to be put out of sight. Casting Crown sings that song about, you know, this reminds me of when we were talking there, Teresa. You remember that Casting Crown song? He's talking about he feels like he's just one step away from living his old life and going back in his old life. East to West. And yeah, he's to West. And he asked the Lord, Lord, will you, will you help me with this? And the Lord said, yep, it's, I put it as far as, you know, one scarred hand to the other, which is crazy. I know what it feels like for my sins to be taken away. I want to ask you guys, anybody in here have a loan? Anybody? Anybody got a loan in here? Anybody owe money? I do. I got it. What would it feel like if somebody walked up and said, your debt is forgiven? What would it feel like, Danny? That'd be crazy. I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's nuts. If somebody came up and forgave me of all my debt that I owe right this second, I'd be like, man, that's crazy. I think, you know, I, first off, the first thing I think of is I don't deserve that. Yeah, I, I'm the one that got myself into the debt in the first place. I'm the one that's got my name signed to the papers. It's not you. You don't deserve to come in and pay for my loans off. 
But that's what it feels like when the sin is put out of God's sight, when he forgives you. This is David also says this. He says, yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Thank you, God, for that. I'll read one more time. Yes, what joy. Y'all know what that joy feels like when your record has been cleared. Oh, my gosh, that feels good. That just... It just it feels like a weight is lifted off your shoulders when your debt is cleared. Well, how is that debt cleared? It's cleared because of our faith that we place in Jesus Christ. That's all it is. That's all, that's all it is. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews, or is it also for the uncircumcised Gentile? Well, we have been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised? Or was it before he was circumcised? Clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. This is where the problem was with the circumcision in the Jews. This was the, this was the issue. God gave circumcision as a sign of a covenant. The covenant was that Abraham was the chosen lineage. He was going to have the family. The Lord was going to bless him. The, the circumcision was just a sign of that promise. It's almost like the rainbow is a sign of the covenant God has between us where he's not going to flood the earth with water and destroy everything that's on this earth anymore. It's a sign. That's all it is is a sign. But the Jews were using the circumcision as a way to hold their nose up to everybody else and say, oh, we're holy, we're righteous because we're circumcised. No, the circumcision was just a, it was just a sign. Kind of like this. It's kind of like this. Us Christians come to church. We come to church because we want to. It's almost a sign that we're Christians. You see what I'm saying? When you come to church and you're involved in church, it's not that doesn't make you saved, but it's just a place that you want to come and enjoy fellowship with other Christians. But when we start coming to church and holding our noses up and we go and eat lunch after church, we got our nice Sunday clothes on, like we've been to church, we're going to hold our nose up like, I've been to church today. I didn't just lay around the house. I got up and got there and, you know, went to church and I served the Lord and I raised my hand when the singing come up. It's a bad thing when you start putting your faith in coming to church. Just like the Jews were putting their faith in the fact that they were circumcised. Circumcision had no faith to be put in in the first place. It was just a sign of a covenant they had made. So these, these Jews were getting it all wrong. They were thinking that just because they had done this, that they were in right standing with God. And God was trying to tell them, no, it has nothing to do with that. Your righteousness starts in your heart. It starts by putting your faith in me. That's where the righteousness starts. But I feel like these Jews were getting arrogant because of the circumcision that they had. That wasn't a reason to be arrogant. Just like for us Christians, it's not a reason for you to get arrogant just because you come to church. You can't look down on anybody else just because you come here on Sundays and Thursday nights. You can't do that. And the Lord will not respect you for being high and mighty, thinking that you're lifted up and better than somebody else just because you're coming here. The same thing with reading our Bibles. If we read our Bibles just to say we did it, we're not pleasing the Lord. We're not doing it like that. When we read our Bibles just to prove somebody wrong, no. No, that's not pleasing the Lord. When we humble ourselves and ask the Lord, Lord, will you help me with my reading of my Bible? Will you show me what's going on here? Then I feel like the Lord will bless you. 
but not when you have the attitude these Jews had about circumcision. Clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Why? He accepted him because the circumcision was just a sign. I want to tell you, it's just like, here's another example of it, just like this. Here's another example. It's just like you get the loan in the bank. Danny, you go to the bank, they check your credit score, and they approve you for the loan. Well, then you go down there and you sign your name on the loan. You say, okay, I got it now. Now you sign your name. Well, the fact was they were accepted before they signed their name. They were accepted. Abraham was accepted before the circumcision. Number 11. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous. Even before he was circumcised, so Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. So what he's saying here is, is it doesn't matter if you're circumcised or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you go to church. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. The only thing that matters in a Christian's life is, is your faith placed in Jesus Christ? That's the only thing that matters. And we see that. Let's look at here for a second. Let's, let's look right here. Let's go over, please, Teresa, to Luke 23 and 39. Luke 23 and 39. Hopefully the computer will go with us here for a second. 23 and 39 Luke. Let's look here for a second. I want to show you guys... Probably one of my favorite stories of the Bible right here. One of the criminals hanging beside Jesus scoffed. So you're the Messiah, you argue. Prove it by saving yourself. And us too, Bonger added. He was mocking him. He was joking with him. But the other criminal protested. Don't you fear God? Even when you have been sentenced to die, we deserve Sorry. to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Let's look at that just for a second right there. What did the man do, Jim, to be saved? What, what did the, the prisoner do? He said faith in Jesus. I mean, he said he didn't do anything wrong. We deserve everything, but he had, he's done nothing. His heart's different, ain't it, Jim? His heart looks a little bit different than the first man, don't it? Yeah. He didn't have time to go get baptized. He didn't have time to read his Bible. He didn't have time to get circumcised. He didn't have time to figure out if Abraham was his grandfather. He didn't have time to figure out all the legalities that the, uh, that the Jews would put up against him. The man had time for one thing, and that was to put his faith in Jesus Christ. And I tell you, standing here tonight, that that's all you've got to do yourselves Anything more than that is not of God. It's not. It's of your own flesh. Anything more than that is not right, and God won't accept that. Just your faith. And they got another thing. Let me tell you about it. I have another question. Why don't you think God accepts works? Why can't we be good enough? Why don't you think God doesn't do that? Why do you think that? Why didn't God choose works? Because not all people have the same strength. Some things I'm good at, Jim, you may not be good at. 
some things you're good at, I may not be good at. That's good. <laughs> uh, some things that I'm good at, and you might not be good at. It's not fair. But each one of us can have faith. So that means there is no excuse if you die and go to a devil's hell tonight or tomorrow or the next week. You have no excuse. You cannot point your finger at God and say, God, it's because you made it too difficult for me to be here. You cannot do that. Because each person has given a, given a measure of faith that they can use to place that in Jesus Christ if they want to. Let's go back over to Romans, please. I love that right there, guys, because it doesn't fall on me as far as my works to become saved. I don't have to be good enough. I don't have to compete. I don't have to do that. We're going down here for number 12. Let's see here. Look on number 13. Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on the obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then the faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to, not, is to have no law to break. Listen to this out loud this part. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it. Listen to this, guys. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you fulfill the law or not, which you can't. It doesn't matter if you break the law. If you will just have faith in God and in his free gift, which is Jesus and salvation, you can have eternal life. But I love this part here. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's, for faith for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told them, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Why did, was there no reason to hope? Why did, why did Abraham have no reason to hope for Isaac? What, what was, did anybody know what was there? His, what did you say, John? Sorry. Or Jim? I said he was just, he was old. Sarah was old. She said she'd feel her when growing up. There was no way physically, Jim, that they could do it. Mm -hmm. Their bodies were just no count. They were old. They didn't, their bodies were not strong enough to do what God was promising them to do. And I look at that, Jim, and I think about that exactly the same thing in our own lives today. Just as Abraham was not able to have children, he was, his body was not able to do what God was asking of him to do, Abraham had to rely on God. Just like your bodies, these flesh things, are not good enough to make your, make your case before God. It can't do it. It's not capable of it. Just like a 90, 95-year-old man is not able to have a baby, just like a 90, 95-year-old woman is not able to have babies, it's not possible. 
it's not there, the body is too frail, it's too old. That's an exact replication, representation of our bodies trying to fulfill the law. It is incapable, you cannot do it. Your body is not strong enough to keep the laws of the commandments. It's impossible. It can't do it. So what did God, what did Abraham rely on to have Isaac? God. And that's exactly what we have to rely on today to fulfill the law is God. God, I can't do this. I'm not able to fulfill the law. I'm not able to come up to your standard. I'm not able to do that. Even when there was no reason for hope, I love this, guys, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Because God said so, Abraham believed it. I am saved tonight because God said so. My name is written down because God said so. I have faith in Jesus Christ because God said so. I trust my eternal life to Jesus Christ because God said so. I, I do that. I, I am filled with the Holy Spirit tonight. I feel like the Holy Spirit is guiding and directing me because God said so. He told me he would send me a comforter. I believe it, guys. I believe it. I believe there is hope for you tonight if you've never placed your hope in Jesus Christ because Jesus said so. And I take him at his word. Just like at my shop, and I told you this before, and I'll say it again because we're dealing so much with faith. The Lord told me a long time ago, this is no lie. I know this is going to sound crazy. But I believe the Lord spoke in my heart one time and said, if I would stay at my body shop, that he would bless us. And I took him at his word, and I trusted him. And guys, I'm going to tell you, it's been one of the greatest decisions I've ever made was to stay in the body shop. Listen to him. Find out what the Bible says. Plant your feet on the thing. Build a house on it. Pour concrete and rebar. Plant yourself just like a tree beside the river. And stay there. Stand on God's word, even when it doesn't make sense. Even when the whole world is against you and it doesn't seem right, stand on that thing. It will not fail. Just like Abraham did. Abraham stood on God's promises and he said he would look at the stars at the nighttime and the Lord would say, there's going to be your descendants. He was a 90-year-old man who had no children. How in the world could those stars be his children? Or how could he have that many children? As the sea is on the seashore, or the, the sand is on the seashore, that's how many children you have. And Abraham didn't even, like, just he didn't even think about it. Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. He had given up on his body. Y'all see that? He had given up on his body. To Abraham, his body was as good as dead. And I'll tell you guys, when you come to the realization that your body is as good as dead when it comes up against that law, boy, what a revelation that is. When you realize that in your own strength, you can't do it. Danny, you can't measure up to him. I can't measure up to him. Jim, you can't measure up to that law. And when you realize that our bodies, our minds are not strong enough, they're as good as dead up against God's law, then we can actually start to live when we actually understand about God's grace. 
Abraham's faith didn't weaken, even though it was 100 years of age. He figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. I wish the church would take its faith out of its body and put it in Jesus Christ. A lot of churches tonight have their faith in their bank accounts. They got it in their beautiful carpet, their air conditioning system. They got it in their nice, beautiful pews. They've got it in their congregation, that their congregation is great and mighty. They've got it in their body. But their body is as good as dead if you're not with Jesus Christ. There's no strength in this thing. Not to do God's will anyways. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. He never wavered. He never, never even doubted in one time about it. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. Listen to this, guys. I love this just about more than anything in this whole world. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever He promises. I ask God that we would be the same way tonight, especially me, especially me. I wish I was as sold out as I'd like to be. I wish I was convinced as I'd like to be. Convinced. Convinced that God is able to do whatever He promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. It wasn't of Abraham's doings. When God asked of Abraham to sacrifice him Isaac, and Abraham did it, he was in his heart, he was going to do it. To me, when a man would show that much love for another person, I'd say, yeah, that's a pretty strong man. Abraham was a pretty strong guy. But God was saying that even though Abraham was obedient, even though Abraham did exactly what God asked him to, even though Abraham left the land of the Chaldeans and followed after God and went with God and slept in tents before God, none of that counted. It was Abraham's faith which was what counted. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too. Assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in Him, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sin, and He was raised to life to make us right with God. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want to tell you tonight, you know, we can, Tracy, do you have any songs to work? You know how to know the songs. I'm going to tell you guys tonight. We've got some CDs if you need them. It don't, it don't matter. We don't have to see them. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to tell you, I was going to just end it with this tonight, guys, if you, if you don't mind, is that even though we've heard this lesson a few times, and it seems like the first three chapters of Romans have been saying the same thing over and over and over again, well, there's a reason we ought to hear it over and over again, is because it's so easy to think of ourselves as righteous with God because of our works. It's easy to think, well, I read my Bible, or I go to church, or I treat people with kindness, or I give to St. Jude once a year, or I, I do this. Christmas time, I go down and I feed a helpless family, you know, Christmas time. It's easy for even mature Christians to get mixed up and think, I'm good enough. My works 
make me good enough. I'll tell you guys, the thing that saved you the first day is the same thing that will save you the last day. And that's our faith in Jesus Christ. And it's so important that we don't get deceived and think, okay, well, I'm good enough, or I've done this right, or I've done that right. Let me tell you, it's our faith in Jesus is what makes us righteous. And I love that he's made it like that because that means anybody can be made right with God. Anybody can. Travis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Our righteousness is a filthy rag. Yeah. That's what our righteousness is at. But as a Christian, sometimes, you know, we get up there and help in grace ministries. We go there and help them on Saturday sometimes. Our minds might start thinking, yeah, I'm doing a good job for the Lord. I'm doing a good job for Him. I'm, you know, or, or I teach every Thursday night. I'm doing, the Lord thought be proud of me now. I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a fine job for Him. I, I turned off the ugly movie the other night. I, the Lord's mother blessed me for that. You're saved because of your faith in His grace. That's what you're saved for. Lest no man should boast. Could y'all imagine if we were saved by works, how many people would be boasting? Could you imagine that? Could you just imagine for a second? We probably have a scoreboard upon our church walls with people's works and achievements. Some of the strongest Christians I know, their name ain't on the scoreboard. They do things for the Lord secrecy. I ask you guys to just examine yourselves as I examine myself when I read this and still do every day. To don't waver when it comes to faith. Don't, don't lose your faith. Uh, don't place your faith in what you can do. Just place your faith in Jesus Christ. Teresa, if that's everything,